3: for For more info now.
0: So will the economy get better next year? We're going to talk about it from a business standpoint
1: and a marketing standpoint as well. So let me give some highlights before we start. Sure. And, and, and keep in mind before Eric gets started marketing, <coughs> typically in bad markets is the first thing to get cut from businesses. Mm-hmm. And it typically is also the first thing that gets added when things start looking really good. So small business SMB
0: bankruptcies, are at an all time high since I believe 2000 or 2001. And that's a lot. I mean, that's 22, 23 years or so. So that, that's one negative signal. The second one is a lot of people aren't trying to change jobs right now so on the no uh, no one's quitting yeah nobody wants to quit right now right Everyone <laughs> wants security and <laughs>
1: two years ago everyone
0: want to quit yeah everyone to quit you get like you know 2x your salary you get the craziest benefits in the world and now it's like oh as long as i have a job i'm happy right let me see if there's another headline oh here's another headline did you watch you know who howard marx is from oak yeah. tree okay so he's those, a really rich billionaire yeah Okay. Yes. He's a really rich billionaire, but he specializes. He was one of the guys that specialized in buying um, distressed debt. And so he has a firm called Oak Tree Capital and there's a 24 minute talk and he talks about how there's a sea change. And so most of us don't know this, like in the you're born, what, 85? Uh-huh. I, was, I was born in 86, right? So in the 80s, the interest rates were like, 20, like 20%, like twenty right? Because we're trying to bring inflation down. So we actually don't know what that feels like. We don't know what high, uh, inter- really high interest rates feels like. What I'm trying to get at here is that we've lived in an environment
1: of really low interest, rate and f- interest rates for a long time. And, and people affects- using high debt. Yep. You know, 50 years ago, people weren't printing money and using debt like yep. they are right now point
0: is like you know when you have really low interest rates it creates bad behaviors right you're you're trying to stimulate we've been stimulating for too long and so what howard marx has said is like look people that have been searching for um people used to just invest in equities which are stocks right he's like you can now find equity like returns which is like seven to eight percent a year in the s&p 500 dude you get five percent just keeping your money in a savings account at a bank now so his argument now is like with with uh fixed income assets um or like you know, credit instruments, like buying someone's debt or like lending out money or whatever it is, like you can get like 11, you know, 10, 11% um, in some crazy cases. And so what he's saying is there's a sea change now and he's only seen three, three in his life. This will be the third sea change where interest rates will go back up and we're going to see different types of investing mentalities or styles. What were the other
1: two sea changes?
0: I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I I don't think we're Yeah, I don't know. Here, you talk while I find it. (laughs) All
1: right. So Eric and I are economists, and we're not trying to give you advice on what you should do, just to make that clear. But we own a marketing agency. We have a lot of friends who own marketing agencies as well. So we see a lot of data and trends on ad spending and what people are doing and companies are doing. Right now, we're seeing, A, a lot of companies pull back. Uh, Four or five months ago, we started seeing more companies talk about doing more with their marketing. Uh, almost all of our all of us agency owners did not see the, the pull through in which those companies acted on what they wanted to do, more so they were just interested. So we were seeing pipeline building in which companies were interested in spending more marketing, but we didn't actually see the conversion of those companies wanting to spend more. Just because they say it, you have to actually see if they're going to spend more. And that didn't happen. We're still seeing a massive slowdown. We're not seeing companies all rush back to spend more on marketing. And we don't really, s- you know, the recovery takes a while. It's not like just that happens overnight. But again, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, <clears throat> marketing is typically one of the first things that businesses cut. It's one of the first things that they add back. They're not really adding it back yet. Yeah, uh, and we're far away from it. When I mean far away, we're not talking about three months or six months it's going to be a much longer cycle so I, I got three c changes here are you ready yeah so number
0: one the transition from the nifty 50 era to the great moderation do you even know what the nifty 50 is mm, I do exactly not. right so it's kind of like um you know right now we have the magnificent seven you know what that is right in it, stocks yes yeah yeah yeah. So yeah nifty 50 is like the, the top 50 company i was just the
1: wondering you said magnificent seven i'm <clears> thinking <throat> about something else because of my dad
0: oh magnificent whatever, yeah. or six. Um, okay, so in the early 1970s, and by the way, again, as Neil
1: said, we're not... And, and by the way, the Magnificent Seven has been pulling up the market quite a bit. They've like been doing they, exceptionally They are well. the market. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, So, yeah. Um, look... <laughs>
0: Again, we're not economists, but I think it's really important to understand this. I don't care if you're a marketer, like just a marketer, you should understand this stuff, right? So in the early 1970s, the stock market was dominated by a handful of large blue chip companies known as the Nifty 50. These companies were seen as safe investments with guaranteed growth. However, the Nifty 50 era came to an end in the late 1970s, and the market shifted to a more volatile and cyclical period. This sea change ushered in the Great Moderation, a period of relatively low inflation and interest rates that lasted for several decades decades. so by the way like this stuff it does it's, sometimes it's not just for a year or two it's like we're talking 10 20 30 years or so 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 that's the first part do you want okay. me to continue What's, yes keep going Okay, the second one is the rise of passive investing and the global financial crisis. So in the early 2000s, so we've seen this, the rise of passive investing and the global financial crisis led to a a period of low returns and high volatility in the stock market. Passive investing, such as index funds, became increasingly popular as investors sought a way to track the market without having to pick individual stocks. However, the global financial crisis of 2008 showed that even passive investors could suffer significant losses. Now, the third one is now. So the third sea change, which is what we're living in now, which you all should understand. Sorry for the ice machine. um, The end of easy money and the rise of inflation. So Marx believes, Howard Marx, believes that we are currently in the midst of a third sea change, which is characterized by the end of easy money and the rise of inflation. This sea change has been caused by a number of factors, including the Fed's uh, quantitative easing
1: program, COVID-19 and the war in Ukraine. And what I believe is, you know, we're all seeing, at least not even what I believe, what I'm reading online is everyone talks about how we're in a world of hurt. Uh, We can't sustain these kind of interest rates. You know, people with credit card debt are now paying like 20% or something ridiculous. So it's not feasible for it to just keep going this way because we're all used to a world with lower rates. Now the Fed will eventually reduce the rates. Will they reduce it where it's pretty much free? Probably not. But they'll find some sort of middle ground, and I think we're in a world where we're just not used to high interest rates. Will it be this high forever? No, it'll go down. But the well, rates okay. aren't going to so be what do you pretty think much free
0: for the next ten years on average.
1: I don't know next ten years, but if I had to give like a three-year outlook, I can see the Fed rate being somewhere around like two percent, two and a half.
0: Okay, I, I think
1: it's going to be a little higher. I think. I think we're, we'll, we'll probably meet in the middle.
0: You say two percent, I'd say like four percent or something like that. So well, we'll they're right
1: now they're at five in change. Yeah, so I, I, I think they'll start bringing it down once we once they t- t- get inflation. Because yeah. you have to remember, if you're borrowing money, let's say you're at three percent plus sulfur. Uh, well, you have to explain what SOFR is. SOFR is like uh, it's, it's a new version of like uh, it's like the the Fed rate. I don't know what SOFR stands for, but it's very similar to the Fed rate. So whatever the market rate is. Add in, you know, whatever your lending rate is. So typically when you get a loan, they'll take like the Fed rate, but they don't use a Fed rate. They use SOFR. It's a version, you know, whatever is close to uh, the rates that are out there. And they'll say whatever you can negotiate with the bank, 3% plus SOFR or 2% plus SOFR or 4%. Either way, what I'm getting at is I think mortgage rates, um, mortgage rates, business borrowing, etc. I think it'll be in two, three years, I think it'll still be five plus percent. Yep. What I'm getting at is I don't see it being 8%, but for it to be 5%, the Fed rate has to drop. It can't be, the Fed rate can't be 5% and then your mortgage rate be 5%. Right. You're gonna, the bank makes money on you. It has to be higher than that. That's why I think the bank rate may eventually be two, two and a half percent or somewhere around there. So then they add on their points and next thing you know, you have a mortgage that's 5%, which is very reasonable. Yep, Yeah. And by the way, like 5% has been
0: standard from the past. We've just been used to this 0%. And it's important for, like, again, if you're like 20 years old or so, like you're just getting started in your career, like what does all this interest rate you have to, like interest rates run the world, right? It determines how people spend. It determines how people borrow. It, it is
1: everything. And it, it will affect your marketing budget at the end of the day. Um, and so go ahead. But I see because of the environment that we're in, and again, I'm not an economist. I don't know that much about interest rates or any of this kind of crap. I just watch TV and I read and I yep. know means Neo am I just expert. has CNBC on all the time. But what I do know for certain is this is one of the worst times to sell a company. The multiples are low because people borrow money when it money costs more money or What's when money's the flip more expensive. Side of that? I know. I'm about to get to it. When <laughs> money's more expensive, people aren't willing to pay as much, but this is probably one of the best times to buy businesses and expand. And we have a whole M&A team that just goes and tries to find businesses. But, like, I'm trying to tell my guys right now, I'm like, how do we buy $10 million of EBITDA and ideally 12 months? Because I think it, right now is going to be the cheapest time to buy the EBITDA. If, so those
0: of you listening, international, by the way, Neil's Neil's shopping right now. So if you'd like to do a deal, you know, Neil dot NeilPatel.com. Neil NeilPatel.com. Neil, Neil he responds well as well. Um, here's the thing. Like, it's... um it's not all doom and gloom at the end of the day, right? Like there are always trade-offs and like Neil just mentioned a trade-off right there. It's like, sure, it might be time. It might might be a bad time to sell, but it's also like, if you're in a good position, it's a great time to buy as well. And you know, that's maybe we can talk about that. But dude, I'll
1: take lumps on like stuff. I have one too many homes that we don't use and some of them are in the same city. And what we'll end up doing is we'll liquidate some of them at losses because I know if I park it in business, I'll make a killing.
0: Yeah, and so look, at the end of the day, we we talked about interest rates. We talked about where the environment is right now. It doesn't look good. But I will say this: like, I'm not an economist, but I do watch other talking heads. Same with Neil, too, right? The projection is, if things do actually, if we do actually go into recession, the money printer is going to have to start up again, and the interest rates are going to have to drop again, and we go into that whole cycle again, right? Because the thing is, that the that. The United States, we are, those of you that live in the United States, we are the reserve currency, which means we can can print more of it. Um, Not saying it's a good thing, but not saying it'll last forever either. Yeah. And like what that means again is like we might just go into the next bull market if that happens, Um, but I'm not holding my breath right now. So, you know, aim for profitability, aim for efficiency. Just be aware of this stuff because it does affect how you do
2: your work.
3: More info now.